Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the February 3rd episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 203 to 213 of the Catechism. 2. God reveals his name. 203. God revealed himself to his people Israel by making his name known to them. A name expresses a person's essence and identity and the meaning of this person's life. God has a name. He is not an anonymous force. To disclose one's name is to make oneself known to others. In a way, it is to hand oneself over by becoming acceptable, capable of being known more intimately and addressed personally. 204. God revealed himself progressively and under different names to his people. But the revelation that proved to be the fundamental one for both the Old and New Covenants was the revelation of the divine name to Moses in the Theophany of the Burning Bush, on the threshold of Exodus and of the Covenant on Sinai, the Living God, 205. God calls Moses from the midst of a bush that burns without being consumed. I am the God of your father the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is God of the fathers, the one who had called and guided the patriarchs in their wanderings. He is the faithful and compassionate God who remembers them and his promises. He comes to free their descendants from slavery. He is the God who, from beyond space and time, can do this and wills to do it. The God who will put his almighty power to work for this plan. I am who I am. Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. 206. In revealing his mysterious name, Yahweh, I am he who is, I am who am, I am who I am. God says who he is, and by what name he is to be called. This divine name is mysterious, just as God is mystery. It is at once a name revealed and something like the refusal of a name, and hence it better expresses God as what he is, infinitely above everything that we can understand or say. He is the hidden God, his name is ineffable, and he is the God who makes himself close to men. 207. By revealing his name, God at the same time reveals his faithfulness, which is from everlasting to everlasting. Valid for the past, I am the God of your father. As for the future, I will be with you. God who reveals his name as I am, reveals himself as the God who is always present, present to his people in order to save them. 208. Faced with God's fascinating and mysterious presence, man discovers his own insignificance. Before the burning bush, Moses takes off his sandals and veils his face in the presence of God's holiness. 
before the glory of the thrice holy God. Isaiah cries out, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. Before the divine signs wrought by Jesus, Peter exclaims, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. But because God is holy, he can forgive the man who realises that he is a sinner before him. I will not execute my fierce anger, for I am God and not man. The Holy One is in your midst. The Apostle John says likewise, We shall measure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Out of respect for the holiness of God, the people of Israel do not pronounce his name. In reading, in the reading of sacred scripture, the revealed name Yahweh is replaced by the divine title Lord, in Hebrew Adonai, in Greek Kyrios. It is under this title that the divinity of Jesus will be acclaimed. Jesus is Lord, a God merciful and gracious. Paragraph 210. After Israel's sin, when the people had turned away from God to worship the golden calf, God hears Moses' prayer of intercession and agrees to walk in the midst of an unfaithful people, thus demonstrating his love. When Moses asks to see his glory, God responds, I will make my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord, Yahweh. Then the Lord passes before Moses and proclaims, Yahweh, Yahweh, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Moses then confesses that the Lord is a forgiving God. The divine name I am, or he is, expresses God's faithfulness despite the faithlessness of men's sin and the punishment it deserves. He keeps steadfast love for thousands by going so far as to give up his own son for us. God reveals that he is rich in mercy. By giving his life to free us from sin, Jesus reveals that he himself bears the divine name. When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am. God alone is. 2.12 Over the centuries, Israel's faith was able to manifest and deepen realization of the riches contained in the revelation of, God, of the divine name. God is unique. There are no other gods besides him. He transcends the world and history. He made heaven and earth. They will perish, but you endure. They will wear out like a garment, but you are the same, and your years have no end. In God, there is no variation or shadow due to change. God is he who is, from everlasting to everlasting and as such remains ever faithful to himself and to his promises. Paragraph 213. The revelation of the ineffable name, I am who am, contains then the truth that God alone is, the Greek Septuagint translation of the Hebrew scriptures, and following it the church's tradition, understood the divine name in this sense. God is the fullness of being and of every perfection, without origin and without end. All creatures receive all that they are and have from him. But he alone is 
his very being. And he is of himself everything that he is. So very well, so this section on God's name, and again, there's a lot in it, but this, um, I suppose, first of all, there's the factual part that God reveals himself under different names in the Old Testament, like El Shaddai, El Shaddai, and these other names that you find. But the main revelation of God's name is on Mount Sinai, when God reveals himself to Moses, and he uses the word Yahweh. Yahweh is like a modern reconstruction because the Hebrew doesn't have any vowels. So we have the Y-H-W-H, and we think it's Yahweh, uh, but we're not quite sure what it is. Uh, the Jews normally don't say this name. It is too sacred to speak. So they replace it with Adonai. And actually, this is where the word Jehovah comes from. Jehovah is uh, because they would write Adonai above the Yahweh. And when they were trying to do the, the Jehovah's Witnesses were trying to create their Bible, they found, um, uh, they, they got confused and they combined Yahweh and Adonai and they got Jehovah. Uh, but anyway, so this name of God that very soon becomes replaced with Lord. But the whole idea of God's name has to do with I am. It's, the, it's from the verb to be. I am who I am. I am who is. I am the only one who is. I am everything. This kind of I am is God's name. And so that's the first part, the factual part. Then in the uh, scripture, we follow the church. The Catholic Church follows the, um, the Hebrew tradition of replacing this with the word Kyrios, Lord, Dominus in Latin. This calling God Lord. So God is Lord. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. And the other thing that is, again, very important for us is the relationship aspect. God enters into a covenant, enters into a relationship with humankind. He shows himself. He reveals himself to us. Again, we were saying uh, before, another, another earlier on, how God has made the world in such a way that we can grasp by the use of our reason the fact that God exists, the fact that God created the world. And that's all well and good, and that's a high point of human reason. However, what is probably more important on a spiritual level is the fact that God reveals himself. He enters into a relationship. And any time you enter into a relationship with somebody, the first thing you do is you say, what's your name? Hi, I'm Neil. What, what's your name? This is how we relate. And it's the same thing. In the history of salvation, God shows himself to us. He gives us his name. Okay, that name is a bit too hard for us to grasp. Even his name is kind of difficult to fit in our minds. We can't quite understand it, although later on, with St. Thomas and the, uh, th the theologians that deal with um, scholastic theology will have a field day with the name of God being I am and this relationship between God and being, but that's a different, uh, that's a different subject. But God shows us his name. He wants to enter into this relationship with you. He wants to be close to you. And this divine closeness is an important aspect of Christianity. The fact that God, knowing that you're a sinner, knowing that you're unworthy, knowing that there is no earthly reason why he should do anything for you or draw it close to you. There is nothing in it for God. And yet, out of love, he 
comes close to us. He comes close to you and he introduces himself to you. And so this is again is continuing our first article of the creed that I believe in God, the Father Almighty. I believe in God, that God is something close to us. So we'll continue tomorrow and tomorrow we'll have numbers 214 to 221 of the Catechism. God bless.